0: Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host,
1: Lynn Cullen.
2: Hey, welcome to uh, whatever this is, one never knows. It is uh, at least Wednesday, right, December 12th. Time flies. And uh, we, uh, I want to again remind people that uh, Sally Wiggins coming in tomorrow she uh, she's hung it up <laughs> after a stellar career in television here in Pittsburgh uh, she's a a longtime uh, friend of mine she's actually the first first person I I met when I got off an airplane to come here um, and uh we have been friends for good god <laughs> and let's let's not count and uh <coughs> she's a she's a piece of work so um it it should be fun it depends on what mood she'll be in i don't know so um i i'm hoping she'll be loose and funny cuz i need i need laughs i really do Hey, uh, this is a full-page ad in the New York Times today, and I wanted to alert you to it in case it wasn't on your schedule. This is full-page ad, New York Times, Paris to Pittsburgh, National Geographic Channel tonight at uh, when is it? Eight, eight o'clock maybe, nine. 9 o'clock and um, Bill Peduto apparently figures prominently in it Um, and the title of course comes from the remark that Donald Trump made on pulling out of the Paris uh, climate change accord uh, in which he said, oh, I was elected to be the president of Pittsburgh, not Paris. Uh, to which I know uh, our mayor, Bill Peduto, had a bit of a rejoinder in which he uh, reminded the president that he, in fact, was not voted into office by the people <laughs> of Pittsburgh. And certainly, if the people of Paris could have voted, that would have been the same result. Um so uh, this is uh, about climate change, and uh, it's it's gotten some very good reviews. So just saying, that's on tonight. If you're looking for something to watch, the National Geographic channel. And I also saw a movie I've been dying to see because it's, I've never seen such rave reviews. That's always a problem, rave reviews because I I get my expectations way up, and then I get disappointed. But this is this Mexican film called Roma. Uh, And I was complaining to friends the other day. is like, what are we, some kind of cinematic backwater here? Everybody's talking about this film, and it's not playing here. And I happened to see in some newspaper today that it was in the new york times that roma will be streaming on netflix starting um on the 15th i believe i said so that's interesting i mean straight to our living rooms as opposed to a uh, a theater and i'm really looking forward to seeing it it's i mean if the rave reviews are even <laughs> half right It's it's a powerful, powerful cinematic experience. So those with Netflix will uh, be able to to see it. So those are my two uh, viewing suggestions. I mean, only and I haven't seen either. So who the hell knows? But just telling you. Also uh, for your viewing pleasure, yesterday played a million times. Of course, the Oval Office uh, melee. Uh, with Trump, Pelosi, and Schumer, and this strange um, statuesque uh, person who I believe is our vice president who did not move a muscle that I could see uh, during the whole thing, just sitting in a chair, expressionless. Um look, I you know, I don't know what are what is the uh opposition supposed to do uh, when confronted with this president um, sit there and let him lie, sit there, and not respond. and um a lot of people have pointed out that Donald Trump is extremely unused to having anything he says be countered (laughs) uh, to his face. And uh, that's what happened yesterday, and he got increasingly agitated and finally uh, ended with a flourish that had Republicans on Capitol Hill groaning and his aides there's some of the pictures of the event you can see his aides uh standing there and sarah huckabee sanders at one and man they don't look happy anyway so the president finally said you want to know something i'll tell you what i'm proud to shut down the government (laughs) wow I'm proud to shut down the government for border security. I'll take the mantle, what a courageous guy. I will be the one to shut it down, said the president. Now, if there is a shutdown and we're what? Uh, there's a December 21 deadline. Um, you know, that does uh, afflict... Lots of working people, uh, and December 21, if my calculations are correct, is four days before Christmas, so government workers maybe doing their Christmas shopping, not getting paychecks, uh, might be uh, truly unhappy. I don't know how much else it uh, it interferes with uh, immediately. Uh, you can't if you took your kids to a trip to D.C. to see certain monuments and stuff. They might be closed, right? However, uh, Trump petulantly wants as border wall, and so um, he will proudly. <laughs> I mean, of all the of all the possible qualifying words he could have summoned up proudly shut down the government is is really out there. Um, I thought Nancy Pelosi was much more effective uh, and feisty than Schumer. Schumer who couldn't seem to make eye contact with uh, Trump and I understand that. I don't think I could either because just the sight of him makes me makes me barf um, and maybe Schumer felt the same way. So when Trump was talking to him. He never looked at him. When he was talking to Trump, he looked at the floor. And, but that didn't look strong to me. Pelosi looked at him. And uh, that is one tough broad. She's smart. She takes no crap. And for all the people who think she is not the person to lead this new Democratic majority in the House, you're out of your cotton-picking minds. I do agree that younger people should be brought into the mix, but when you got somebody that good, why the hell would you throw them out? Unbelievable. She's been, as I've said uh, a million times, uh, considered one of the most successful speakers of the House, and the only female, of course, to hold the position. Uh, oh, speaking of uh, Bill that wall, um, I- in the course of the uh, melee in the uh, in the Oval Office. Uh, Trump, of course, made a number of absolutely um, <laughs> false statements. We've uh, we've already captured 10 terrorists who were uh, coming in. That's bullshit. I mean, that's just bullshit. Um, and he said they come and they're violent and they uh, spread disease, I believe he said again, which is... Uh, essentially calling them vermin, which is what you do when you want to dehumanize an entire group of people. Um, So let's talk about the fact that he wants to spend billions upon billions of dollars to put up a wall that ain't going to keep him out, when, in fact, we already have, according to the most recent statistics, 8 million 8 million immigrants without proper papers working in the United States. There's 11 million living in the United States, but those that are able-bodied are working here in the United States. You bump into them every day. They wait on you. They cook your food, they clean your houses, they keep your lawns nice, they build a lot of the construction that goes on in this country, they harvest our crops. <laughs> Eight million of these people who Trump says are infested somehow with all kinds of diseases that will kill us, who and uh, if that won't kill us, they'll rape us in our beds, slit our throats, and who knows what else. Um, I just want to say this. Uh, Policymakers who say that we've got to stop this influx because they're harming our economy, right, have it exactly wrong because people who study immigration, who understand the dynamics of immigration, both documented and undocumented, say that if we were to successfully end illegal immigration, in other words, the way these uh, 11 million people have come uh, to live with us, uh, it would mean that a whole host of native-born Americans would also lose their jobs. Companies would be forced to close, and the economy would definitely contract, possibly heading into a recession, because these people are absolutely part and parcel of our economy. And let me give you some percentages, and these are probably a little bit uh, low because they're from two years ago the last time they had been able to study the numbers unauthorized immigrants or as Republicans call them illegal aliens that's another way of making them seem not human unauthorized immigrants in 2016 represented over 10 percent of the workforce in the state of Nevada almost 9% in California, eight, over 8% in Texas. They are growing uh, as a percentage in southern states especially Georgia and North Carolina where they represent 5-5.5% five, five uh, of the working population. Here's the reality, here are the numbers these people that Republicans want to throw out already represent 24% of all the workers in American farming, fishing, forestry, and 15% of those in construction. By the way, doing the shit jobs. Doing the tough jobs, Physical labor jobs, crap jobs that Americans refuse to believe, but employers tell us constantly Americans will not do. Nearly a quarter of all restaurant workers in this country are foreign born, and you got to figure that the vast majority are also undocumented. They've been in those jobs sometimes for decades. They are extremely skilled. They are nothing short of vital to a lot of American companies, to our farms, to our businesses, definitely to a lot of rural economies. And if they were all to be deported, as the Republicans want to do, There is no doubt that those jobs would not be filled where we've got supposedly full employment right now in this country. Who's going to fill those jobs that Americans don't want? Americans don't like working bent over in fields. Americans don't like being up on roofs doing uh, putting shingles on. There's studies that show all this. Americans don't want to work in these low-skill service jobs, but the reality is, is every job that one of these undocumented immigrants perform, because it's part of a much larger fabric of our economy, that job that they hold might in fact help sustain two, maybe three other jobs that native-born Americans hold. So even though few Americans seek these jobs, harvesting our crops, mostly, harder and harder to get Americans to do that. Farmers are, that's why these undocumented immigrants are growing so in the southern states, because that is a lot of what they are doing. We rely on them to harvest our crops, and if they are rounded up, as has happened on occasion, and shipped out, or we rely on them in some of the more nasty, uh, nasty kinds of industrial work. Uh, slaughterhouses, and things like that. Americans don't want those jobs. If you take the illegal aliens out of the picture, then those meatpacking plants close down. Or, as some like to argue, no. What they do is they double their wages. And so all of a sudden, native-born will take those jobs. The economists that generally follow this say it's not, uh, that is not necessarily true. Uh, Let me just read this. Wage rates are not the main issue, economists say. Expectations and status play a role. Uh, he says, Americans have increasingly gotten to a point where they simply refuse to do dirty work, what they think of as dirty work. Um, They, in fact, are willing to take a lower-paying job inside, let's say, an Amazon warehouse distribution uh, center than they would to working in some of in the fields or in some of these uh, more noxious stinky jobs that these undocumented workers are willing to do. Um, the Associated Contractors of America found that seventy percent of construction companies uh, say they have difficulty hiring roofers and bricklayers. The uh, hotel and food services sector Reports record numbers of vacancy um, in jobs. They can't fill them. So uh, we have a call. Okay, go ahead, caller.
1: Hello. Hi, Lynn. Hi. Hey. Um. People will take those jobs if they're safe and conditions to work in, and they pay well. I disagree with that. I think if it, there's uh, benefits with it, and it pays well, it's a living wage, Americans will take those jobs. That is, I don't know where these economists get that. That is a bullshit story. And there's always a shortage of $7 an hour. I mean, there's a lot of $7 an hour job, but there's always a shortage of $20 an hour job. For a simple reason, people are looking for a living wage and good, safe places to work, environment, and everything. And those jobs, those people are treated like dog shit, and they're almost like slaves. And for this country to allow that, it's, it's just amazing. But that is untrue. People will take a living wage. If you have good working conditions and benefits, that is untrue. I, I've heard that all my life, and I disagree with that, and I could probably prove it, that it's not true. That's a good thing the economists like to say, so they can use cheap labor as they always done in the past. Okay, but – that's. When black slavery went out, that's when immigration went in because they didn't have black slavery. So they had to use the white and whatever people came over from the seas. That was a form of slavery. That's what happens in this country. We have slavery in these places. These people are treated like dog shit, and that's what they are. And the wages are low. Why would Americans take jobs? I wouldn't take a job like that. I'm not a dog. I'm not treated like an animal. I don't treat animal that bad. So that's my opinion on it.
2: All right. Okay. Okay. Goodbye. Bye. Um I was a little surprised when reading this article uh that they talk about one specific worker. Uh a woman in California who in the summer who in the summer works in the fields. Here it is. Annabelle Garcia toils in the vineyards of Sonoma County, earning about $15 an hour. That ain't slave wages. I know lots of people who make that. $15 an hour. When the season ends, she finds work cleaning homes, and she earns up to $20 an hour. She says, we are here to do any work. We see no Americans in the fields with us, where she's making $15 an hour. I don't know. If you kick out 8 million of these undocumented workers, our economy would come crumbling down. We have full employment right now. Employers are begging for people. They can't fill jobs. So uh, if you were to have 8 million more to fill, how would those get filled? That's all I'm saying. Man, I, I understand you believe what you believe, but that's... I'm going to trust, again, the people and the statistics that they harvest, and um, I'm going to trust, God help me, uh, New York Times reportage, reportage. Uh, Gigi says, thank you for talking about Pelosi's unique abilities uh, to be Speaker of the House. Unbelievable that anyone would not see the wisdom of having her be Speaker. Even Mara Liason on NPR commented that after Pelosi's performance yesterday, any Democrat who had doubts about voting for her for speaker would no longer have doubts. Pelosi is one smart, tough woman. Uh, yeah. And all the more amazing that she still looks good, she's got tons of energy, and she's like, she's... 70 what? 78? 77? 78 years old? (laughs) Wow. I mean, that's somebody to be admired, not put out to pasture. We have another caller. Go ahead, please. Hello. Hi. Oh, my God. You're just doing that to screw with my head.
3: (laughs) I, I was thinking about doing it just to do that, but, you know, the previous caller... Okay. And what you said afterwards made me think of something okay um and, and it's because you know picking food and working in restaurants are considered basically uh low jobs it's it's about it's not about the pay it's about the status, status. Just like you said yes as soon as you will if if you see a black guy picking something in a field, it'll be amazing to me, you know what I mean just because of the the history right. And even, even being like waiters and waitresses, you know, you, you get that image of like films from the 50s. Right. When all the, you know, the people who were serving. Were black. People yeah. were black people. Right. It is about it. And of course, white people think the same thing. I'm not doing that job. Americans, white Americans, because that's a, that's a job that's beneath me. Yeah. It's not about the pay. It's about what it, what it represents, what it means. Because yeah. the first thing I thought was, you know, Although you know she's paying grades for fifteen dollars an hour for an eight-hour job, that's literally I believe put you right above the poverty line. Right, right, it like does. Right there, it's right, right there. But, yeah,
2: but she's got a yeah. husband who's doing the same, and yeah. you know it's a you know yeah. they make it they 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 make mm-hmm. it work. It's also back-breaking labor.
3: Exactly. Yeah. Right. And I can't imagine anybody, you know, I I, I, could, I can't think of anybody who would go and, and work in. I know a few people who will butcher their own deer and, and yeah. what they hunt. They will butcher that thing mm-hmm. right in their kitchen, you know. Right. But I can't see them working in one of those plants. Those same exact people who will cut out animals will not go in a plant and cut up and cut up that food.
2: That's a nasty mention, job. Nasty
3: job. <laughs> I, I heard something recently, and it had to be NPR because it's the only radio station that I have on. <laughs> have on about them basically throwing a lot of, of, of just food just dying on the vine and going bad because they don't have anybody to pick it. Yeah. <laughs> just tons of it, just tons and tons of food. Right? You know, can you imagine what the, the you know what the price of food is going to be? Because, simply because there's no well, one to pick it.
2: That's right, and and that's the other <laughs> yeah. thing. That's why the the, the economy would go k- k- kaput. Yeah. The price of everything would go sky high, sky high. Yeah. Um, so, okay, I th- hey, I thank you for the call.
3: And, and kudos to Nancy Pelosi. I was thinking the same thing. Um, during that interview yeah i mean that, that interview that talk and and i have a different opinion of why schumer wouldn't look at him why because i could see me doing the exact same thing i'd snap
2: yeah you know I, i'm <laughs> one of
3: those people that like if i look at you
2: <laughs> and
3: you're sitting there telling yeah. lies and being an idiot yeah that 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 sets me over the edge so yeah. i keep my eyes <laughs> right. averted from looking at right. you. right 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 <laughs> so that's what i thought well schumer that could not be look, too. Not looking at it
2: yeah just <laughs> afraid that those two Alpha males sitting so close to each other would just, you know, come to blows.
3: They would have, they would have come to blows. And Nancy Pelosi would have probably grabbed them both, by, like two little boys grabbed them both by the <laughs> shark. <and> stuff. break it up. You guys just while, break it up. While Mike, <laughs>
2: spent, while Mike Pence sat there in, in absolute rigor mortis having set in.
3: hmm <laughs> Well, he can't move, you know, because there's another woman in the room, and his wife... Oh,
2: that's true. (laughs) Oh, that's true. Oh, God. Hey, Clarence, thanks. You're welcome. Thank you.
3: Talk to you later. Yeah, Tuesday, supposedly. (laughs) Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Bye.
2: Bye. Um, Just so you know, the Republicans are still at it. Uh, They are putting judges... On the federal appeals court bench, almost on a daily basis. The latest one, Jonathan. Uh, Co- uh, well, come on in, but I'm not. Uh, the Senate narrowly uh, narrowly confirmed a guy named Jonathan Cobes or Cobes uh, to the federal appeals court, despite the fact that the American Bar Association flat out says this idiot is unqualified unqualified, and now he has risen to be a uh, federal appeals court judge. Um, They have found, the ABA has found five other of these uh, Republican nominees unqualified. You got to really be lousy to be unqualified uh, for one of these. Every one of these judges that have been deemed unqualified have passed and are now sitting in life tenure on Federal Appeals Court, part of course of the unrelenting push as long as the Republicans have this power to reshape the judiciary of our nation as a conservative bastion and that that continues apace and might be another reason why we keep asking, how can these Republicans hang with him? Mm, they're thinking long term. We're gonna have, because the, uh, the other thing about these unqualified guys, they're all guys, they're all white, and they're all young. So they've got 30, 40, 45 year tenures ahead of them. That's what's happening, still happening. We got a gentleman caller here. Jared, the the mic fell. Jared. I why do I keep calling you Jared? Do I know a Jared? I actually No, but that's not it. You got to come around, too. Um, no, when I was typing your name in yeah. last night to say, "Hey, stop by." Yeah. Um I st- I said st- J- Jared. Okay. I, so it's just in my head, your name is Jared. Almost every
0: other male in my family uh, uh, is J- well, Is a J. Yeah. Well, there dad you go. Has, my my bro- my brother, even my sister, is a J. Actually.
2: So. And then how come they went R with you?
0: 1987 was a really popular year for naming kids Ryan.
2: 87. Yeah. Why? So was born.
0: I don't know. Just it's one of those like uh you know how like popular names just like become trends now because of baby books and stuff like that.
2: Do you know what I saw that? two female names that have trended in recent years? Hmm. Melania (laughs) and Ivanka. Oh, yeah. Why in the name of God (laughs) would anyone name their child after one of those two women?
0: Yeah. Ivanka sounds pretty Russian, too. Just
2: saying. Melania and Ivanka? (laughs) Yes, it does, doesn't (laughs) it? Yeah. Okay. Well, the reason I was, you know, I was scrolling around on my... uh, I'm a computer, and I came upon something that Ryan, who, by the way, is our chief writer here, uh, had written, and it interests me. Um, my tenure on the State Board of the ACLU has come to an end. Okay. Yeah. Um, as of, I guess, as of the end of this year. Uh, but I will tell you that one of the... Uh, High priorities of the ACLU uh, in Pennsylvania um, and nationally, but really here in PA because we got a serious problem, yeah. has to do with uh, criminal justice reform. And uh, I- I- if once you start delving into what is going on, in the, what is it, 72 counties of this... 67, I think. 67? Yeah. Of this Commonwealth. I mean, it's it's really disquieting, discouraging, dismaying. And um, here in Allegheny County... Uh those words can all apply. Yeah, second so largest county in the Second in the Largest state. County. Now Philadelphia County uh last year elected last year or early yeah. this year, uh, yeah. uh an extremely progressive district attorney yeah. who right away went after all kind he flat out said to all of his assistant prosecutors don't even bring me. Don't even come in here and say that we should adjudicate a case involving a marijuana sale or a, this, even though it's still, that is a criminal activity there. Yeah. He's, but a, And prostitution was another one. He yeah. said, I don't want, we are not mucking up the courts with that kind of crap that mm-hmm. can destroy someone's life. And he's done a whole lot of other stuff. He's just amazing.
0: Yeah, he's done a lot of progressive reforms. Larry Krasner, I think, is his name. Um, and, yes, he's he's been very aligned with kind of like progressive right. causes.
2: And he shows the difference a district attorney can make. They have extraordinary discretion. Now, here we have uh, Mr. Zapala, who I personally know... And as a just social yeah. person, I like him very sure. much. yeah. But when you look at some of the numbers here, I got to say, he ain't doing what he could yeah. be doing. So let's let's talk about, this is talking mostly about disparities involving, you know, you often hear a uh, juvenile has been arrested and they will be tried as an adult, which always Pissed me off because I thought, well, then why have these designations in the first place? If you <laughs> sure. throw them out the minute, sure. I mean, you know, kids, little kids. I mean, a six-year-old can be tried as an adult. Yeah. Um,
0: yes, yeah, so the, the 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 district attorneys have the discretion to charge any minor as an adult. Um,
2: but they lost some discretion with this act. Yes. 19. Yeah. 19 well, it was it's that, actually
0: that? more strict now because right. because in Pennsylvania in 1995 the legislator passed uh Act 33 which is a delinquent uh a child delinquent um act I guess oh, is what that, it's that's called, called. yeah and um it, basically the goal was fifth any any teenager 15 or older 15 to 17 I guess um is automatically tried as an adult tried as an adult for serious offenses like robbery um, aggravated assault, homicide, as long as they're using. Um, <coughs> as long as there's a weapon. A weapon, a weapon involved. And uh, uh, you hear that on paper and you're like, oh, well, if, well, that sounds. If someone's shooting someone with a gun, that it would be homicide with a deadly weapon. But a weapon could be a car. A weapon could be a baseball bat. A weapon. So someone, aggravated assault, um, is holding a baseball bat while they're doing it. Mm -hmm. that could technically fall under that jurisdiction and put a kid in yes
2: in adult prison
0: yeah i mean right into adult court and which would put them on the path to adult prison unless their lawyer is good enough basically to bring that charge back down um and that is as 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 you know my story talks about um doesn't isn't always a case and um so so within that being charged as an, an adult system um, there are stark racial disparities within Allegheny county.
2: well, Huge. just I mean, this is not that we're shocked to hear it anymore, but it is unbelievable, yeah, not that we're shocked to hear it. It's unbelievable, yeah. which of course makes no sense yeah. <laughs> um in Allegheny county, black teenagers, black teenagers are twenty times more likely to be charged as adults compared to lily white teenagers yes and 20 th- times
0: 20 times and we should say that this is for the same cases these are for this this isn't like just generally they're like 20 times right. more charged. we're talking about this narrow event when a teenager is charged than an adult which mostly falls under this automatic charge of Act 33, there are some cases where the district attorney will charge a 14-year-old or a 13-year-old because they have the discretion to do so. But under the Act 33, automatic charges. So just within this this um, statute, I you know pretty much. Um, Black teens are 20 times more likely to be charged.
2: 20 times more likely to be charged, even though they make up what percentage of the population? They make
0: up 20 percent of the youth population.
2: Um, that in 14 to se- that 14 to 17 That's range. That's national 14. Oh, okay.
0: oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes, 14 to 17. Yes. Yeah.
2: Okay. 20 percent, but they get. Eight, it's something like 80-some percent. Yes, I mean, there's so many yes, numbers yes, in here. Sorry, let me... Yeah, let Black youth thing. make up about 80% yes, of these percent of cases. The cases.
0: But they only char- they're only they only 20% of the youth population.
2: Now, what... And it's the same kind of crimes. Now, what do you suppose could be at work there? Can you come up with anything?
0: Um, what, what the district attorney was saying was that Um, A lot of these cases originate within the city of Pittsburgh, where there is a higher percentage of black youth, but not 20 times higher, not even close. It's twice as high. So uh, let's see here. There's um, 39% of teens, 15 to 17, within Pittsburgh are black, are black. compared to 17.5%. Okay, so maybe,
2: okay, so you could say, okay, so then maybe, all right, 40%, let's sure. say, if that, but that's not even quite it's right. It's not even if you have, close. No, it's not close. And, 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 and still, 80% yes. of, of the cases involve black
0: teens. Yes, and we should also say that but the discretion is... Is with the district attorney Stephen Zapala, but also with police officers making these charges, and so there's there's definitely something to look there in terms of, oh well, if a police officer says, oh well, you're black, so I'm going to charge you more, versus a white officer. Um, I mean, sorry, not a white officer, but a white um, a white, white, t- a white yeah, team, team. Who says, oh maybe I'll I'll let you off the hook for that. Yeah, you know, right. again, again, there's no evidence of that here, but um, speculating that like that like could be um, a possibility.
2: So, Zapala. Uh, in the article, you say Zapala, when questioned about it, actually said he didn't have any. Uh, d- he, he says he doesn't have any ability to somehow impact. I mean, <laughs> this extraordinary disparity between black and
0: white. Each each time I talked to the district, each question I talked to the district attorney about kind of pointed that question of, what kind of role do you have, or 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 is it. Or is this something, blah, blah, blah. Um, and he kind of deflected basically each of my answers saying, oh, well, this is the law, right? Um, he he said, uh, yeah, that he that he doesn't really have the ability to, to, to bring this down. Or I guess he kind of he, – he really just defended the status quo of what this is, which is basically the lawyers have the ability to bring the court down. But again – Oh, of he's d- saying
2: – so, they, but – the lo- oh, so he's saying their lawyers should be doing this and that. Okay, well, a lot of these black teens are coming out of, uh, you know, lower-income families. Yes,
0: especially in Allegheny they County. They can't
2: go get, you know, some hotshot attorney to represent them. They're represented by somebody from the public defender's yes. office who is juggling 80 other cases. Yes. At, and, the time, so yeah, at the same I time yeah i mean so. come on yeah. and then when you suggest that to zapala he goes berserk
0: he basically denied that the the assumption that um uh public defenders in allegheny county were Are overworked, overworked um which at the time i didn't know a lot about once i did research after the interview oh, i found uh joe Audie, which was uh kind of famously came out this summer like to all the press saying we're extremely overworked and no one's doing anything about it. Right. So, They've um, been overworked for I a mean, long time. Basically, he's 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 refuting that claim, but without evidence. Um, so yeah. He, um,
2: hey, but it, R- Ryan. Yeah. As opposed to Jared. Yeah. Um, here's uh, here's something that um, I believe this is a quote from someone at the ACLU. No, not from the ACLU. From this initial oh, yes, article, yes, 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 Yeah, yes, okay. Article. So this is Allegheny County. Black teens in Allegheny County account for about 85% of all the children charged in adult court. Yeah,
0: that's I, like every every single case, basically, not just. The but this this number rest. goes up
2: from 85. 91%. Of those that end up getting referred after they're charged for prosecution are black, yeah, so a few white folks yeah, fa- well, well, yeah. Fa- how does it hold on
0: let's break this down real quick because it is really interesting so the, so yeah I'll go um so basically, yes, like you said, black teens account for eighty five percent of the children charged in adult court of those of those eighty five percent ninety one percent are referred for prosecution. So okay. basically, after the charge, the DA, 91% of the time, says we're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're, we're going to work. Where you're going to does not drop the case. Basically, then after that, once they get into court, 97% of those are adjudicated, are 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 issued a ruling by by the judge. The judge doesn't say we're we're dropping this case. Basically, like I'm not going to rule on this. Like they have the discretion to do. I believe um okay so we're up to we've gone then, from so, white
2: so we've gone from 85 yeah, percent yeah. to 91 percent to 97 Seven. percent yes, are issued a the, are, ruling. so the number of whites are dropping the yeah. whites are dropping out of the process leaving only black kids
0: no I don't think but, that I don't think that I I, I think what this stat is Applies to black teens, yes, yes. Is it basically that once a black teen is charged? Oh, oh okay, okay, it gets worse and worse from there. Oh, okay, you see what I'm saying?
2: I do, okay, okay. So this is just dealing with the black kids. kids. Once they get stuck here, they're screwed,
0: they have very little chance, and then eventually, once they get adjudicated, this is this is the amazing one 100% of the time. They are sentenced to jail or prison if they receive an adjudication from the judge. A hundred percent. Every time. Every time. That is really
2: uh, hard to believe. It is. And a hundred percent. And let us remember, we're talking about people who are legally children. Yeah, and
0: I, I'd love oh, to talk I about illegally chosen Yes, and like I love right. to talk about a case if if it's okay about uh, what 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 happened because Zapala when when we when we brought all these stats to him said no these are basically saying these are serious you know cases these are these are serious crimes and some of them are very serious some of them are murder I mean that's a very serious crime um, but but not all of them are <laughs> and that's something to remember and that's why discretion is so important um, one of them uh, I believe his name is. Uh, Kaiwan Swindell. I don't think I'm pronouncing that right. He but stole a car. He based, yes. He he and some friends stole a car. They might have been involved in some criminal activity. It's it, it, it's unclear. Um, but but yes, stealing a car. car is, is, a, criminal, is activity. A criminal activity. Stole a car. W- the police started to chase him while he was driving that car. During the eluding process of him trying to get away from the police, he crashed that car, injured two bystanders, and injured the people in the car. No one, no one fatally, but injured injured people. And so he was charged with aggravated assault, and
2: the car being a weapon. And the
0: car being that weapon. Was but who automated.
2: weaponized the car? The police giving chase.
0: And so this is where it's really interesting because a Post Gazette article shortly after that um, case. Um, hit the newsstand, So Paula was actually considering charging, charging the, the police, police officer with a new rule that was instituted by the county with unnecessary police chase. Because so,
2: unnecessary police chases often end in innocent people getting hurt as in as this, in this case. case.
0: And so he was then charged. So those charges never came through, so the the DA had the discretion to drop the the those or I mean he, I don't think he actually, you know, filed those charges. Um, but he had the discretion not to charge the police officers, but Swindell was ended up being sentenced to a year in prison. He was 17 when he um, okay. committed this act. And let's
2: acknowledge that once you go to prison, your life is...
0: I mean It's actually really sad because Swindell, I I looked at his criminal record and, and he has been implicated since those those times. But he hasn't actually been charged with anything. It's like minor stuff, like 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 yeah, like pot possession and stuff like that. And so well, he, right. he seems so, to be like a uh, almost like probably a in and
2: out lifer. Uh, sure. He's gonna spend the rest of his life in and out of possibly. prison. Which doesn't which costs the taxpayers a lot of money instead of helping these kids to, you know, get a toehold and and, and, and this it, stuff just drives me nuts. The ACLU, believe it or not, has as its goal to cut the number of incarcerated people in this country in half in the next two years. Yeah, wow, it's ambitious. I think it's well it, I think it's delusional yeah. but <laughs> but you do have finally Mitch McConnell agreeing to have this first little vote sure. on a bill uh, that would give judges more discretion in sentencing and could reduce a lot of mandatory minimum sentences as well it is a tiny baby step it is by partisan it will pass trump will sign so there seems to be a push even coming from the federal government sure. from both parties yeah to get this under control yeah for different I, reasons yeah i
0: know the state government has you know like they always do they like have been talking about you know this kind of issue as well um and honestly That's, it seems like this 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 law Act Thirty Three is something to look at uh, if you're a legislator um, in the in in the state government because uh, I mean automatically charging somebody just I don't understand the point of that if the whole idea is that we're supposed to have more discretion through the throughout the process yeah um, have more discretion <laughs> you don't need yeah. to automatically be charging teenagers right. as adults that seems like that should be repealed pretty easily so
2: I think you know it's unfortunate that Zapala is not going to be facing a strong opponent.
0: Yeah, he has an opponent right now, Teron Jenkins, but Teron has made some...
2: uh, Serious errors. Yeah, um, I mean,
0: yes, politically in terms of... um, uh, He's a
2: homophobe.
0: He he does seem, he hasn't, he has not had... uh, So he can't expect the very,
2: the very progressive people who would have voted for him instead of Zapala are, well... Put off, to say the least, by his uh, that religiously uh, created homophobia. Yeah, it's really interesting,
0: too, because he had, uh, the I think the Incline interviewed him recently, again, about this issue, and he kind of doubled down on it. So, yeah, I no, mean, he it, can't. <laughs> it's part
2: of his, he believes yeah, that's the way Jesus wants it. Sure. So I don't want a DA like that.
0: I think a lot of people in the county, at least within the Democratic primary, would be, which is usually when you win, the DA. Yeah. Uh, would be um would have trouble voting for somebody for those yeah. for those now reasons.
2: if a stronger candidate had come up to unseat zapala in a primary months. there's still
0: months we still got you know it's in may you know to <laughs> unseat zapala
2: in a primary would be very very difficult to do and also he because institutional support for sure, absolutely institutional support he has name recognition uh As I said, he's a likable gentleman Mm -hmm. when uh, you see him. Nice guy. Good good family. Yeah, Yeah, you know all those nice things with so many ties in the community. I don't know how you knock him out, and yet he's got to be pressured to do more than he's doing. Yeah. um,
0: Yes. That um, that seems to be the case. Uh, um, Maybe 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 people will. We'll look at this and you know, our article and kind of and see what what can be done. It I mean it was interesting, I talked to the well, I, I didn't talk to, I reached out for comment to the Allegheny County executive, Rich Fitzgerald and um
2: he kind of mumble mumble. Yeah, mumble, yeah mumble, didn't mumble, really mumble, give a, mumble, it definitely didn't give
0: a strong statement on this on disparity. I mean well, he, I was,
2: yeah, I was, so, Rich um, is good at mumbling when he wants to.
0: Yeah, and um It's another
2: it, guy I like, but it does seem know. it does seem
0: like Logistically, it's an easy fix. It's basically have the DA say, "I'm going to do more discretion." Use the
2: power you have. That's
0: that's pretty much the that's the quick fix. It could be done tomorrow.
2: Use the power you have to stop this outrageous, racist discrepancy going on right under your nose, and you can stop it. Come on, Steve. Come on. (laughs) come on we know we're rooting for you you can do better you can do better you lucked out with this guy who's trying to unseat you and his homophobia but you know listen this is outrageous we're talking about kids who go to prison with adults
0: oh i should also mention that once you get charged um you're in prison
2: yeah. Well, you're in not jail. only
0: that, you're in jail, but I mean, even if you come back out and you're still a teen, every other time you commit a crime, even a misdemeanor, not a summary They throw offense, you back in jail. Adult jail. Adult jail. Once you get charged, right, so if you're just, 15, no. you get charged under this. Come on. You come back out and you come have on. a little pot and you are and, right. and you get thrown in adult
2: Jesus jail. Jesus H., come on, Zapala. Look at the difference you can make in these young lives better or worse huh too much worse going on well ryan who should have been named jared i thank you so much for yeah, absolutely. coming thanks by for having me. Talk about,
0: I'm, I'm happy to talk about this story it's out on newsstands now if you want to go pick it up
2: out on newsstands free 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 for the taking pittsburgh city paper ladies and gentlemen thanks 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 Len. go get to work okay I got time for, what, an obituary, and um, Henry saying, and I, okay, Henry says, I hope this documentary Paris to Pittsburgh, that's on tonight, premiering National Geographic channel, Paris to Pittsburgh, Uh, doesn't hold Pittsburgh in high regard for being a green city. I think it does. Uh, In Allegheny County, rules for recycling are changing on January one Waste management, one of the recycling vendors, recently sent letters to residents stating that they will no longer accept any type of glass. That's the county, that's not the city, right? Any type of glass and some plastics previously accepted will no longer be accepted. Nearly 80% of the previously accepted recyclables now have to go into the trash. I think that's county, not city. I didn't get anything like that. Jeez. I mean, somebody correct me if I'm wrong. That's, you know what? They aren't, it's not, it's not making them the money I guess they used to make or something. There's a glut now and it's, oh God, we just can't seem to tackle these issues as we should. All right, uh, quick old bit. Oh, yeah. You know, I started my working life, my my big, my big first job was as a secretary at a law firm in Madison, Wisconsin. This would be in 1972. 1972, I'd sit in front of an IBM Selectric typewriter, which was the top of the line, and I would answer the phone. Melly Shields Walker and Pease, may I help you? And I would type stuff, and I would submit to sexual harassment. And I would do all those things that women did in 72. But I want to tell you about a woman who, in the obituary, a number of people say, Why is this woman not famous? Without this woman, there would be no Bill Gates, no Steve Jobs, no Internet, no word processors, no spreadsheets, nothing that remotely connects business with the 21st century. Her name is Evelyn Berezin and she flat out created, she used an IBM Selectric, which is why I I mentioned it, uh, as her keyboard and printer. But then she had 13 semiconductor chips, which she had also created and designed. And programmable logic she st- created the first truly computer word processing. She did it herself, okay? These machines could edit, delete, cut and paste text um, her biggest uh, her biggest competitor was uh, IBM she started a little company called Redactron and eventually IBM so much bigger than her caught up with her swamped the market and uh, did her in but she's the one that IBM ended up (laughs) stealing the <laughs> well, I don't know if they stole it but yeah yeah um, she was the daughter of Jewish immigrants from Russia grew up in a in a one-bedroom apartment ele- uh, under the elevated tracks in the East Bronx graduated from high school at the age of 15 attended night classes at Hunter College and then earned a degree in physics at NYU, and blah, 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 and on and on. She was blazing stuff that no woman of that time had done. So she's again like one of these hidden figures. All of these women in early computing who designed, created all of this stuff have not been recognized by um, historians. By science and historians. Uh, her name is Evelyn Barison. Just so you know, she built the first word processor, and she died uh, last week at 93. Okay, Clarence writes, I don't know if there's a connection, but a lot of recycling goes to China. Oh, are you saying that maybe the Chinese and the the fact that maybe they're not accepting our garbage anymore? Who the hell knows? But I'll rest easy tonight knowing that Donald Trump is hard at work in the White House. I'm sure it'll all be just fine. Uh, And Clarence quickly says the top two solid waste service companies in the U.S., Waste Management, which Henry noted, and Republic Services, both recently pulled back profit projections uh, based on China's new policies, which have created a glut in scrap markets and sent global prices for scrap plummeting. Make America great again! Okay, see you guys tomorrow. Oh, Sally Wigan tomorrow. Just saying. Okay, bye.
3: Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and
0: archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of
3: Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.